What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Haya High Talks and in this episode we are back with guests. It was supposed to be a one-on-one thing with Nate because Leila is working on her eye Mueller so if you have the time go check it out. She's doing amazing interviews and we are here with Nate though. You want to introduce our, our guest for tonight? Yo, today we are privileged, honored to have our own little local superstar out here. Mega Trees is in the building. Yes, sir. Hey, everybody. How are you doing, though? How's life? How's life, Meg? Well, introduce yourself. Who is Megan Trees? My name is Megan Trees. I'm an indie folk singer-songwriter from Dumaguete. And I basically just write songs and sing a little, I guess. A little? Yeah. Touch the hearts. You hear that? Eh. With your linguistics. How are you guys? I haven't, I haven't seen Guy in, in a long no, time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen Nate like last Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, how was the Chia the Chia event? I was trying to get a the ticket, food but is I couldn't. Always, oh, it's always great, huh? Isn't food, it? I mean, the food is always phenomenal. I mean, when when you put all those people together, like you put you put Adamo together, you put Beyond Plants yes. together, you put Come Chia on together. Now. Come on now. You're gonna have magic. You know. Um, hopefully, that becomes a repetitive thing because that would be really awesome to just collaborate when it comes to food like that i wish we did more of that here in dumaguete because you know sometimes um especially when you have artists food artists and they kind of want to i don't want to say stifle their art form but they want to kind of keep it secret they want to keep it hidden low-key yeah it kind of like it, it it doesn't push it doesn't push anything forward. You, you you don't innovate. You don't you don't give people the opportunity to be like, wow, you know, this person is doing something amazing. I have to step my game up. I have to do something better. I have to do something revolutionary. So it's like that's why that's why I kind of like it because now you you know you go to that Nugab event, you taste the food, you're like, wow. Mm. This the, is the, the, what the Maggette has to offer. This is food. So what yeah. next? What's what's the next big thing? What's the next step forward? And I think that's. That's beautiful for us on this little, on this little, you know, this little island, this little planet that we have for ourselves. Our you know, bubble. This is our little bubble, man. Our and bubble. You know, like I, t- like I, t- I, like I said last week. Mm. You know, with everything going on in the world, when you see how Dumaguete is compared to like Manila, Cebu, the United States, other parts of like Europe and other parts of Asia, we kind of seem. It seems like we're a little detached. Like, like we're, we're not we're in our own life like we, we're living on our own planet if you think about it yeah, like the, the way how life so goes here and that's a cool thing though so the, the good thing that we have a, a artist from Duma life the Duma, Duma town life. so she can explain all of that though how has it been being away from Duma for how many months you've been away five months since quarantine started since quarantine March March yeah how is life in bias I mean I hated it at first well not really hate hate but like it's stronger Hate's a strong word. Um, dislike. I disliked it at first. because like adjustment process. Yeah, because my life was here now. Mm. And I loved everything that I was doing here and all that. But then I think going back to Bayes also gave, like, reconnected me to a lot of things. Mm. And a lot of family time. Yeah, I, for I sure. Yeah, you watch your, your stories. Come on now. Yeah, it's Who been a lot it? of, like, yeah, there's so much, like, reflection going on. Like, While you're out there. Yeah, so many transformative things that happened in this pandemic mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm not the same person that I was last year. Like, I feel like it's 
I'm like a whole ass different, Definitely, like, yeah. newborn person, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, it's a, it's it's a good thing, right? I mean, there's, it's it's a development process, you know. You, yeah. You know, like you said, you were here. Everything was here. This is your home. Yeah. And then eventually, what happened was you got hit. Boom! Pandemic came down, and yeah. you kind of had to relocate and kind of just yeah. readjust. Yeah. What are some of the adjustments you had to make while you've been out there? Like, so, like. Aside from here in Dumaguete, you know how everything can be kind of convenient where mm-hmm. you just bike around, but, oh, yeah. I'll just go here, I'll go there, do this, do that. Is Because I've only been to Bice a handful of times. Right. And, you know, I have passed by, passed most by. likely. Never, and if you consider a stopping by to go to the to the sandbar, yeah, yeah. Sand yeah. but eat a Jollibee, something like that, probably, like a stop by to pee, but I have never seen like Bice by itself. So. You haven't seen like Bice by it? No. It's like beautiful there. Like You've been hiking a lot there. Yeah, I forgot how beautiful that place was. Because, mm. like, I've been here, like, when I when I moved out for college and all that. Mm. And then we had a house here. My life was, like, here now. Friends and everything. And then I kind of forgot about Baiz and all that. And then I, I came back because of quarantine and all that. And I thought it was going to be, like, bored out of my mind mm. in the house. Because we're, we're not allowed to go out. At all. At in Baiz. When when ECQ started, we're not allowed to go out at all. Like, like uh, same here, like, same here. Only, only my dad can go out and my mom because my mom's a nurse. Mm. So only only she can go out and my dad can go out. But did you guys have the pass the, the little like classify paper that it has like a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or like Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Yeah, but mm. only like one person can go out. Like uh, so it was more strict in 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 bias because here I remember that we were sorry allowed to do it anybody in the house mm-hmm. so one day will be me the other day will be my other roommate and the other day will be my other roommate so like, I mean, yeah, we were I able mean, I mean sure we, we did that too oh, okay like, after a while mm-hmm. but then but initially when it hit yeah it well, was un- like, I mean until now I can only like my routine there in Bayes is either like I wake up and then in the afternoons I try to run and Ooh, then come on the, now in the e- weird right and then in the <laughs> evening and then in the evening, I watch something with my brother. Mm. And then in the evening, we do rosary every single day since the start of quarantine. Sure, start. We do, yeah, we pray like every single day because my Lola is like super, she, super I, like I, religious. Is she on the way? Let me ask. Is she on the new rosary? That was what about to say. On YouTube? That was about to say. No, no, no. Explain it. rosary. So, you know how originally there were only, there were only three different sections. You had the you had the sorrowful, the glorious, and the Come on now. Months no. Yeah, yeah, he know. Do you have? Do you do four, or do you still? Are you still on the three? Which? What is the fourth one? So the fourth one, I forgot the fourth one. Uh, we're, 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 we're gonna look it up real quick, but there's a sorrowful, there's glorious, a joyful, and there's a glorious, joyful, luminous, luminous. So do you guys? Are you guys yep. on the four? We we do the you the guys four. transfer over the four. And you know what we do? There's a a YouTube channel where all the like grocery. Um, videos uh-huh. are, are on and then we, we watch that and that's like 20 minutes of rosary every single day and sometimes you my Lola loves to watch the the Visayan rosary mm. which I don't understand it's hard fully. It's, it's, it's strict Visayan yeah, it's the, deep Visayan it's deep Visaya. my mom does that I, I don't Dude, know this is the thing this is the thing you know you know when you're you know when you live in a household that is Hispanic Asian American, mm. when you are always in the prayers of your Lola or your grandma or your, or your abuela in the rosaries. You know how many yeah. times my, my grandma says that, Yo, I'm praying for you in the rosaries. I always oh mention God. you because yeah. I know you are not doing well. I know you are being a sinner, Guillermo, but you are still in my prayers because I believe God Dude. is going to take care of you. Okay. I'm like, preach. 
my taking Lola, care of me real my good. My Lola tells us that every single day. You know, Meg, I pray for you every pray single day, day when I wake up for breakfast for and then I Meg. sit down there. Meg, you know, you. you know that I pray for you. I worry for you a lot. I pray for you and your dad and your brother and your sister and for you to have a job na. And wow. for him, it's like you got that subliminal shot. And I was like, okay, look at you. this. Please let my let let my little one get the job and, now. And, <laughs> and then and the job. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma's on, on WhatsApp. She's a Oh, she's a you know. Oh, Thank you, grandma. She can teach the unbox t- uh, therapy guy how to use a phone though. And then mm-hmm. every single day I get this message. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a place on on air that you can call home and it will give you security. Blah blah blah. blah on name of Jesus Christ, Amen. And then this is the everyday thing, yeah. Oh man, every oh, single day. Too. So this is the thing, yeah. I didn't reply to her for three times, three three days. Your abuela is on. And then she told me like I'm a ingrato. I don't know if you know what's the word ingrato. Yeah, yeah, it's Visaya. It's like what's that, what's rude. Uh, not really rude. It's like worse than rude. Yeah, that's the thing. Though. If I don't reply to my grandma, not even the thank you. Half a dab, dude. She said she starts saying that you'll be out of the wheel. You're not getting any money. I was like, was I supposed to get money? Like He's like, like, yeah, but not now. And I was like, hey, so what do I gotta do? Come on now. And then that's a that's a thing when you have a Hispanic Asian True. American. You think a lot ancestors. of it. You think a lot of it came from the fact that we uh, like you know the Spanish had such a huge influence on our culture. I think hell so. yeah, I think hell so. yeah. Because Catholicism, if you think about it, Catholicism they brought it here. Yeah, they didn't brought it. They imposed really? a shit. They are the religion. When you say brother, you say, like, "Hey, I brought you, I brought you a phone. Yeah, do you want it? No, he's like, "Hey, this is your phone. You better use it. Now. If I don't see you using it, you're in trouble, lady. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, but hey, I'm happy. I'm proud to be Catholic. Don't get me wrong, Catholic, yeah. Catolico, but Catolico. Yeah, I mean, I was an altar boy for over. A what? I was an altar boy. For really? Yeah, man. A what? Altar boy. Altar boy. What's that? Oh, um, dude, I got a story about that in Christmas, a Christmas night uh, thing. You know when you have to to walk in with the priest and then mm. there's an altar boy with a thing, the other one with the cross, with the Bible cross? No, no, no. Ours, we only, the, the Bible stayed at the altar. We only uh, had yeah. to come up with, uh, with the wine, the bread, and mm. the cross. Yeah. But then the Catholic... How do you call it? Incense? Incense? Yeah, incense. Oh, that, that thing? Yeah, Christmas night. Yeah. I was on Christmas night and then... I go uh, selected to be, to be the one that you know with the incense, and yeah. I was like, oh, I was like probably like 13, 14, and I was uh, you know like swinging it while you're walking, yeah. and when we reach the altar, man pass out. Wait, I don't know you? too much smoke oh, getting to me, and I literally pass out in the altar. That's why you gotta hold it to the side. Yeah, my was like you hold it in front of you. The, yeah, oh, I don't remember. The thing is that I pass out, and the next That's thing I remember, I was I, I was like in the room. Oh, in the guest room of the church, which is a pretty bomb room, don't get me wrong, it yo, looks, yo, yo, hey, it looks banks. I didn't want to go home. I want to stay. I wanted to stay there. But yeah, oh, that's my story for altar boy. And oh, that was the last time I, I I stepped on the in the altar as an altar I boy. Prob- I probably I retired. I probably done every wrong thing as an altar boy. You know, you know. Uh, I don't know if they still did. Do you this. eat the body of Christ Ooh, all the time? Bro, all the time. That you weren't supposed to like like cross your arms. You were supposed, supposed to, to be yeah. always here. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. We're supposed to always go like this. But um, the, I remember the first the first year I was an altar boy. So I didn't know this that there are pre pre steps before. Oh yeah. Mass. And it was, I had joined around the time when Christmas started, right? So 
in our church, uh, you know, there's a, there's a candle that's lit for the whole Christmas. Oh, yeah. And the altar boys are always supposed to do that before Mass. Take care of it and things. Yeah, you're responsible. And I remember the first day I came in, I, I, the, well, the priest didn't put me on blast, but Mass had started and I didn't light the candle. So it's, it wasn't lit. Yeah. And, you know, it, it looks like a candle. But there's actually like oil in there. It's like an oil. It's like a little canister, and there's oil in it with a little wick. So I remember during the gospel when the priest went up to to do his sermon. Well, not his sermon, but to read the Bible. And he looks at me and he goes, "The lights like, are on." What are you pointing at? And then as he's reading, because he's going through the gospel, as he's reading, he just keeps going. <laughs> and I'm like. What is this guy doing? And he's just like, he's pointing to, he, I think he's pointing up and I'm thinking, I'm looking like, is it God coming in right now? What is he, is is he pointing at the lights? Is one of the light bulbs broken? And then I remember right before he gets off the stage, he says, he says to me, cause like the, 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 the I, don't, I don't know what you call it, the balcony or the area where they read the gospel. There's oh, about yeah. three steps down and then where the altar boys sit. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't know what he's pointing at. Whatever. So he steps down after the gospel. He's supposed to go to the altar. Yeah. He steps down and he says, light the candle. I'm like, oh, man. So boom, light the candle. I was like, oh, man. Is he got mad? No, he was, he was pretty cool. He's a, he was a, the, the church I went to, they were predominantly Polish because, you know, the area. Uh, the Italian area, Polish now. Yeah, the area I lived in was predominantly um, like you know, the the, the demographics were uh, Polish, Italian, Greek, Puerto Rican, Dominican. Come on now. Uh, Haitian, Jamaican. Come on now. So that you was. You grew like, up in New York, good. Right? Yeah, well, like uh, my area of New York was in Long Island, a Long Island, New York. So mm. the area that I grew up in was, it was. I, I like to say it was a it was eclectic, but you could see the differences when you went to schools. Like if you went to specific schools, like where my cousin went to school, you could tell. The community was mostly Greek, Polish, Italian, okay. and very, very few African Americans and um, you know South Americans, Latin Americans. Yeah. In my school, I'm pretty sure there was about one or two American Caucasians that were in my school, and that was the that was my like freshman year, because everyone, all my, I didn't have Caucasian friends until college. All my friends were always Puerto Rican, Dominican, Jamaican. I mean, you know, my older sister, baby daddy's Jamaican. My second older sister, Salvadorian. Husband's a Salvadorian. You know, me and my, like, my first four girlfriends were Jamaican Haitian. So my, you know, I I, kind of grew up not really knowing not understanding my color, like not understanding, you know, the difference between white and black or the difference yeah. between light and dark. It was all the same for It you. was just, everything was just... Well, that's really cool because you grew you up know. in a cultural, in a cultural diverse environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. like, I feel like most of the films that we know, they grew up in their own culture. You know what I'm saying? You know, like Filipinos mostly stay together, stay strong, but in your situation, you grew up with... I remember the first time I have seen so many times, the first time I saw you, mm. I told you I was Dominican. Mm. That way how you were dressing like that typical New York and Caribbean yeah. Hispanic guy. 
That's what everyone thinks. Yeah, I remember the first time I, I got a job at a, at a body shop, right? Um, the dude that was training me only spoke to me in Spanish. Hold, hold, hold on now. What you mean? Come on now. Hey, Papa, you need, to, you, need to, you need to repeat that again, bro. And then I remember I never knew what Ayudame means. I never knew what that meant. And I was like, hey, bro, can you, can you, can you help me? He's like, Ayudame. I was like, yeah, whatever that, that is. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, why does he keep saying Ayudame? Ayuda? What does that mean? He's like, oh, it means help me. I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. I never knew. Like, you know, as long as I've known my brother-in-law, that El Salvador side of the family, yeah. bro, they never told me nothing. They just speak to me in Spanish like, I get it. Like, it happens. It happens, though. Especially when I had hair. Oh, man. Latino. It was hard. Come because on now. everywhere I went, especially if you saw my name, Not the near it was automatic like, oh. You got a last name, Vergara. And every time, I always get the same thing from like older, older Spanish-speaking women. Mijo, que fue? Then they'd be like, they'd be like, you know, it's so, it's so upsetting. You know, your generation never wants to learn the language. I'm like, I'm Filipino, huh? Uh -huh. What yeah. do you mean, Filipino? Uh, I'm trying to learn Bisaya, but yeah, it's not. It's like, huh? You're not Spanish? No. I'm well, not it's the same for Megan. If Megan lives in the states. Your name is what? Oh, Megan yeah. Montesa. Yeah. It's pretty much. It's pretty much Hispanic, though. Have you ever had? Have you ever had that experience? You're gonna get hit with the Spanish. Um, I've I've had an experience in LA. We went to like downtown LA, and oh, then Southside. and South. then um, we we I I saw I saw like a camera. I was like, how much is this? And then he was like, oh, because like I was with my friend, uh -huh. DA, and he was like, oh. You guys are a couple, and I'm like, no, no, we're not. And it's like, but you're Filipino, right? Like they, they immediately for real. Yeah, the guy immediately like knew that like I was Filipino, and it's like. But to be honest, you don't got the Filipino. Yeah, you don't got the Asian. She could, she could pass into that like Central American vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, if you yeah. look at her, you you go into that like Maybe. Mexican Guatemalan mm, type Maybe of thing. I think it's my Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Spanish. Vice yeah. has a, a pretty, like, demographically speaking, like yeah, a high yeah. Spanish Filipino. Right, yeah. Family, no. Mm. There's there's a lot there. There's yeah, also, like, a divide there, I think. You think? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I remember before, when I was a kid, mm. in, in church, uh -huh. if you're Spanish, you'd sit in a... On the right side. Yeah, on the right side, on the, like, front. Uh-huh. And all the Spanish people... Sit there. And they speak and, in Spanish. And, yeah, some Let's of them. They go to church. I've been missing speaking Spanish, man. Some of them. Church. And then, like, us, like, I don't know, normal Filipino. The non. The, the non. The normal. The non Spanish, whatever. Just sits, like, in a normal. And, and I, I, I even noticed that the Filipino people, like, don't really want to go near. Like, there was like they alienated themselves yeah the like there's the i don't know if they're shy i don't know if they're shy or they think highly of spanish but, people no, have, you think, seen, you know, have you seen have you seen i'm just saying I, I think it comes back to like the whole you know you, you gotta you gotta put your head down when the spanish come around, i think it's you know that I mean? it's probably it's it's probably just the the innate feeling like okay these are these are the the higher end As the higher dance. social yes. economic yes. people so i can't Yes, I think okay. I think it's really that, and I've I've seen that when I was a kid, and I was like super confused. Mm. 
mm. like why 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 don't you want to talk to this person like for me it was just like okay I'm gonna talk to you do you have like for growing up and you know being in the but, church community did you have friends like from that side that you would converse no, with or anything like that not until later not until I like I was in college now. Then well, I, I became so friends with a, the there was a, with there a, was a divide. Oh yeah, as a young age. What's a what's a world like? Because now we know that you like your family is pretty like religious oriented. Yeah. Like, did you get like we were altar boys, but knowing that you are like, a great musician, did you get a chance like to play music in church? Like, were you part of the core? Did you have, did you have to? Did I was in school. Uh, oh, I didn't. No, but have church to. in church, like you know, while while. while there's like a couple of situations that you have to be like the band is singing yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the choir. Um, I was. Were you part of it? I, I was a super shy kid, I think, and At the time. I yeah, I never really like joined. But like we go to church every single Sunday mm. since I was like. Girl, stop saying those things. Though. My mom's gonna be like, "You see your friend go to church. I haven't heard from you going to church. When was the last time?" I say, "Mom, you know what? I gotta go. Bye." Yeah. You know what turned me off about not religion, well, not necessarily religion, but church in a whole, was that there was a lot of hypocrisy in the. Oh, in, there's in, a lot. And they just it turned me off to how I how I viewed and how I interpreted and how I experienced my relationship with God and how I right. saw religion because you know you. You hear all of these things about how um, you know this. You know, like when when I when I started hearing about sexual molestation in the religious in the religious sectors, I never understood that because it wasn't something that we were we were exposed to. Because at the time, like when I started doing when I was a when I was an altar boy, I was already uh, you know 11, 12 years old. That's a, that's a perfect you know? age. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, I was a big kid, and on top of that. I had done martial arts since I was four, so you know every time we have those you know gathering uh, situations. No, only Filipinos. I swear, only Filipinos do this, where they have gatherings for specific saints and um, like madres, like you yeah, know, yeah, Guadalupe, yeah, yeah. or maybe mm. this is that. That's what I'm saying. That's a Hispanic it's thing. It's a Hispanic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and it's a celebration. Like, oh, this is this, this is that. And you turn, so, you turn up. Yeah. So I always, I like, I was always asked because they knew. Me and my brother were always doing martial arts. Like, yeah, do a martial arts demonstration. Come, come here, do and do, do that little thing. You know, yeah, you know, do the break the board. Yeah, and do the thing, and then and you're like, yeah. and I'd be like, all right, whatever. And then, you know, when when eventually I became an altar boy, we never like out of all of us because you know there's the different groups. You had the morning groups. You had the African American group that that like they had like afternoon mass. Mm. Then you had the evening mass where it was mostly Filipinos, and then you had the other masses where it was just strictly in Spanish. And then you know you'd have those meetings on the weekends for all the altar boys and all the altar girls. So we never saw each other during church hours. We only saw each other when mm. we would meet on the weekends. And none of them ever, well, none of them ever told me. And I, but like you know, my whole thing about being an altar boy and altar girl. I was always just trying to get with all the other altar girls. Like that was my whole game. That was my game plan. You guys have like altar girls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Altar yeah. girls. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's because in America, I think there isn't a. You know, there wasn't that stigma about altar boys and right. only only boys in the congregation. Mm. I think they gave equal opportunity. Well, at least in the church that I went to, there was equal opportunity 
But I do remember there was this one girl who was a little bit older, and man, every time like you know she was a uh, she she did the Spanish masses, mm. and man, I was just like, oh man, I just really want to just hold her hand. Bro. Like, Back then it was like hold her hand. Right now it's a different yeah, thing. But Can I say you're high to that her? That was my game plan. Every weekend when we had to do our meetings and then we had to like come together Hi, and then I'm talk Nate. about it, I was just like, yo, she let me sit next to her like yo can I sit next to her and stuff like that so the whole yeah the you know the whole stigma with mm. molestation in the, yeah. in the religious groups you know but yeah. I did see the hypocrisy with a lot of like donations would come in I'm, I'm talking to like the church that I went to there was a diverse group of people and those diverse group of people they came from professional backgrounds like a lot of like when uh, when uh, one of my friends who was one of my close friends in high school we went to the same church, but she did the Saturday evening masses. Mm. I always did the Sunday masses. Yo, all of the the Haitian community, a lot of them were doctors, engineers. Mm. Um, there was a couple of lawyers. Big man so people. So there was donations coming in, and we ain't never fixed that goddamn roof. Wait, I have a question. Mm. Since we're talking about molestation, mm. do you think, like, in a biological perspective, Ooh, it, it has, like, a big factor to it what do you mean like by a lot like in terms of like little boys like for example well this is a bad example but for example like when a priest like there there are instances right where, where priests um, molest like little children yeah and all that like do you think there's a biological aspect to it because like there's um what do you mean biological but like define like, the proper like since humans are really geared into uh, to reproduce or like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like do their thing yeah so you think like i think yeah i think for like sure. a like a hindrance to it has like a, a trigger to them to do something illegal i think more, they than, can't, more than biological uh, i think more than biological it will be like psychological you know what i'm saying no because like i feel like we were born like what what how do you think you because biology, born, bi- biology taught us. You grow up, you reproduce, right, and you die. No, yeah, it's like a, bi- a biological uh, cycle. It's human nature it. to yeah. like crave for what you're, what like you're, you're not supposed to have. That have, like you, you're supposed to stay celibate, and then the yeah. way how priests have found situations is taking it with the younger generation of the church. Yes, because I could only think of it. I could only think of it like if I was a dirty priest. I was sexually and I was sexually molesting small children I'm heterosexual so like like logically it would be the the the, the, the girls uh-huh. but <clears throat> seeing as how like like you said like you had altar girls makes me assume that it's not a big thing for girls to to like you know be in that situation to to um you know help priests in that manner like altar girls like it's not a it's not a big thing so i can only assume that girls wouldn't be as prevalent in those areas where you'd have sexual offenders mm-hmm. or priests but i mean it's it, it, it's it's kind of weird because why i don't see any biological factors as to why a priest would want to you know, sexually molest or sexually abuse a child. I think I, I would assume 
that these priests that are taking advantage of these small children, they're doing it because they know they're in a position of power. And I think it's more of a, a power dynamic rather than a biological dynamic. I mean, in my opinion, because I can only assume that if you're a priest, especially before the turn of the 20th century, you were probably somebody of prominence. Like, you probably had a dominant say in the community, in your social environment. So if 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 you were in a position like, well, I could sexually abuse these kids and they can't say shit because they know if they do, they're going to get in trouble and they're going to get mocked and they're going to be ridiculed and they're going to be alienated. So I can see that, the power struggle. But when it comes to, like, biology, I can only like, assume that. Being, being deprived for something that's so very long. human... Mm. Like, it's like human nature. The pleasure of the flesh. Yes. And being deprived for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wonder how that must feel. And I know that's not a reason for to molest. No, absolutely. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. You know. But at the same time, like, so it's, it's something that they, they are like holding up, if you think about it. I right. feel like if, there's some, if something could be changed in the Catholic Church is allowing priests to have their own family, you know what I'm True. saying? To get married with 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 a wasn't woman. That, isn't that like um? Isn't it's that not how, illegal, but isn't, so, no, no, isn't that how, like pastors, right? Aren't yeah, pastors. Yeah, yeah, yeah in pastors. Protestant church. Pastors However, allowed, yeah. supposedly, uh, when you become a priest or a nun or a monk, you devote yourself to the church, which means that you you are not gonna have enough time to provide a quality like environment. God, way uh -huh. of life. That's your. It's basically uh -huh. it's like you're married to God. To God. You feel me? Because like I'm just wondering if there's like a biological thing going on. There have that, there will have to be a psychological thing going on. Or probably I'm both. Like super, yeah, probably both. Because if you think about it, right? Let, it's a thesis trying, type of I'm thing. A master myself, research. I'm trying to put myself in, 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 in the mind of a deprived priest in his sixties, in his seventies, doesn't know the pleasures of the flesh. Why not why not a nun? True, but my in a, how is it? How do we innocent? Wait, how the how the fuck did we jump in this situation though? Like, how did we end up in this situation though? We were we we're supposed to be like talking about music and things, yeah, we and we on this. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is the thing why we miss Layla because Layla is the one who will be like in check. 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 I right, but like enough about the situation because we we're going too dark. Not but not speaking about biology. Not dark. If you think about it. I mean, you, you could always cut this. It's a logical. Nah, it's, it's organic. A, it's it is a, what it is. It is what it is. It's a logical question. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's, 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 true. it's logical. Like, it, it's a case that. It's a situation. Yeah, it's a situation. That's a, yeah, a, a, a word. A situation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because then. I mean, these things happen in oh, the no. real world. So. Oh like, yeah. I'm just curious. There we well, go. I could only say from Same my always. experience. The priests in in my diocese, or the priests that the you know in, in the church that I went to, I don't even know when they had time because they like they were busy as busy as fuck. Mm. Well, I mean, so not all of them do. are the same vibes. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, I did when I did go back. I went back in 2012. One of the priests had died. Yeah, like old age. He was, he was an older gentleman. He uh -huh. was he was already at the end of his rope. Mm. And actually, that priest was. I, I think he, he, for me, 
he would have been the last person that I would have ever assumed to have um, to have any type of sexual relation because he himself, because um, he was Polish, and I remember he told us a story because uh, he was like a, not a refugee, but he ran away from Poland during World War II as a child with his like uncle or some shit like uh-huh. that, and um, apparently he had spent some time in like a fuck because he has a tattoo. Okay. Yeah, he had spent some time. I don't know if you concentration camp. Or oh, okay. Like, because he said that where he was, they were the children were literally like prisoners. Not just prisoners; they were laborers. Like okay. they were doing labor-intensive things. Slaves, basically. But he said when he ran away, he ran away from everything. Like he, uh, like he said he, because um, his mom had been executed in front of him. Whoa, okay. Yeah. And savage. His dad had been captured, and uh, his brothers and sisters were all in the same. This well, is like a movie type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Like a civil war situation. I, re- I remember it was uh, it was one of the uh, it was it was a random mass that we were having um, around around the time of like um, I think it was either um, it was some anniversary of you know a travesty, and I remember he was crying. While he was giving his sermon, talking about how life is precious and we need to look at, you know, the people that have nothing. And because his his whole thing before he died, I, remember, I, I forgot when he died. I think he died in 2011. But his whole thing before he died was always passing to the generation the stories of the past and making sure they're ready for the future. So he was always going to, because a lot of the areas in, um, in my neighborhood... A lot of detention centers mm-hmm. and a lot of places where, you know, children, you know, unfair housing. And um, there was a lot of kids that were like, um, you know, delinquents, not going to school and, you know, petty crime, mm-hmm. vandalism and robbery, things like that. So he was constantly reaching out to community leaders, community centers. He was constantly giving talks. He was always involved. So I can only imagine after a full day like that. Why the hell would you want to come and have a little bit You don't want to deal with, dick? no. Like, this is the last thing you want. You don't but want nobody dealing with you right now. You want to be on your own. Okay, we're not saying that every situation is like this. However, However it could happen. It, yeah. it might not. Or maybe it's a genetic yes. thing also. Remember, like, in genetics, like, I think from Janet talked about people having murder genes. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Well, wait, so maybe so it's kind of like that. It's not, it's, it's not murder gene, but, like, you know... Uh, there's multiple disorders, right? Yeah. Because you have extra chromosomes, or you have, or you're lacking chromosomes. For example, yes. there's one thing that Asians, uh, scientifically speaking, Asians tend to get drunk easier than other ethnicities because uh, we are. Well, no, we. I, I thought I'm considering myself Asian because Asians lack of an enzyme that works with the alcohol mm-hmm. and process the alcohol in a better yeah. way but it's not it doesn't mean that everybody has it however it's a, it's a stereotypical is a word or like a it's a stereotypical call, thing if it's genetic same, i don't think you can say it's stereotypical same with like murder genes. That, that's what i'm saying i think with mur- murder genes you lack empathy mm. you lack a certain feeling and you can't so it's, it's, uh, it's like psychological yeah because like with murder murder genes like they lack this certain feeling that they can't feel remorse mm. or anything and it's like built like they lack literally lack that in, our, in their yeah it's genetically yeah. it could be basically like, like a mental disorder if you, yes. if you consider you, so it are you saying that 
priests that not not specifically okay go ahead. priests that have that have committed sexual travesties to young children mm-hmm. things like that are you saying that they were predisposed because that's a big ass coincidence you're in a position a right huge now coincidence i uh, know to be honest i don't think i, mean, I can see i can see how that could possibly i don't think every priest has that not every priest. but i feel like yes. i feel like but if it you, is if you could say right because look at the rising cases that the vatican has to cover up all the time yeah. of sexual um, misconduct by priests so if that's true and priests that commit those crimes are predisposed with specific rape genes or uh, sexual assault genes right does that mean that there like you know there's a there's like a there's like a way you could read this stuff like yo these this guy is predisposed because you know um he commits like you or, know, he's sexually or probably if you see it, if you see in a, in a certain type of way some of them took a decision of becoming priest premature you know what i'm saying that they, they didn't see it in a long-term situation that they, they they thought they were able to handle it however you naturally speaking like biologically speaking you want to get your dick wet well that could be a situation too i don't know about genetics i that was we gotta get into it we gotta do a little research we gotta do a little research about that big word because if you if you're saying genetics right and you're saying that so you're saying that there's a high likelihood that priests that have been convicted or priests that have been found to commit sexual assault crimes towards children are predisposed Mm -hmm. to having those rape genes that's a huge coincidence man yeah i guess what you're coming from too so i think it's more of a i I, i'm more prone to believe that it could be based on psychology and based off of you know um what's the word i'm looking for a depravity like you're depriving someone yeah you know yeah it's like depriving someone of of social interaction that person will eventually not be able to socialize with people, you know? Uh, well, speaking of genetics and biology, how did Megan Trees jump from graduating from biology to being a musician, though? Now we're talking about genetics and things that she brought a topic. How did it happen, though? I think I've, I've been playing guitar since I was, like, 11. I remember one day my dad just gave us, like, two shitty-ass guitars. Like, she bought from, like, so here in the... Not hand me downs. Like she bought like new ones, but like it sounded whack. It sounded super whack. But like we love that. How guitar. did you know at that time? Did you learn? It was so oh, hard. To t- it was so. It was so hard to tune it. Huh. That's that's how we realized later on that it was not a super good one because like it was so hard to tune. Like every time, like if you're done tuning it and then it just goes out of tune in like five minutes. After I, you tuned I, it, I have no idea how guitars work, but I'm assuming because of the tension on the string, yeah. probably. Yeah. So you're saying that as you tighten it, when you stroke, when you strike it and play it, it loosens. Right. Oh, shit. Can oh. you like? Are are you able like to tune a guitar without a nap of your phone? Just like your, what is it called? Oh, a, a mono. A, a I'm not macronome. that talented. What is it? A macro. Ma- a metronome. Metronome. There you go. I played the violin. Can but you? I wasn't. I can't. My ear. Uh huh. I can't. I have some people that they just like. Tune in just like by ear, like, bling, bling. Mm. Uh, I don't know, that's crazy. I don't know. Uh, those are like probably like pitch perfect people or something. But anywho, um, so you had your first guitar, and that was a yeah, start of Megan And then Trees. I think, no, it's not the start of Megan Cheese yet, but 
that was like I was 11 and my brother oh, okay. too mm-hmm. yeah and we started my dad our dad gave us this like guitar teacher and I remembered it for like I remembered having that guitar teacher for like a year or so but apparently it was just for a week and then after we had the guitar lessons for a week we resorted to like YouTube huh. everything learning on YouTube because like we got super hooked uh-huh. me and my brother also it was a lot of just trial through fire yeah and remember those like song hits mm. like we used to buy the that CDs, in a I, w- I would be so happy before when I was a kid and we would go to this like the new song hit 7 this this like <laughs> store like the store in um Baiz and I would I'd be like my dad would buy groceries and stuff and uh-huh. I'd be like Dad, please, can you please get yeah, me the song, uh, song hits? Because like these are new songs that we can play on the guitar, and then like the the song hits has like these chords that you can like like literally like a chord chart mm-hmm. that you can learn also, and that's basically it. And I think that's the reason why I don't know how to read chords. Oh, like you like can't music. feel it, like you can't. I know like, how it looks like, and I know how it sounds like. But if you ask me about chord that is, I wouldn't know. Well, like, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it like drumline where it's like you could you, have you seen drumline oh yeah I haven't seen drumline oh, yeah. no. it's like Nick Cannon he's playing the drums um, he can't read music he, he doesn't know how to read music uh-huh. but he's like super talented he's really talented yeah like anything he hears he can replicate mm-hmm. it but when it comes to and reading they, music and they hook this this like a sensor thing now that it will like it, it will it will recreate oh, yeah, it's the, the, the it's, notes that he will yeah, play right. and we'll just be printing and printing and printing mm. so I, I think it's pretty because I suck at instruments the only thing I got to play when I was a child I don't know why violin yeah, I hate it I hate it so like it. much then I, 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 I got into ukulele probably like last year mm. aside how that, was that So far, so good. I have it beside my bed, and it's, then when I'm bored, it's I fun to play. Most, I it. think that's how most Filipinos actually learn how to play instruments, though. Because I don't think, because if you think about it, like getting that guitar teacher was probably like a fucking hassle. Like to pay the guy, to find the guy, and then yeah, to yeah, he has to go like yeah, he has to go to the house. I think at a certain week, and oh, he we'd we'd be in our pajamas. And just woke up, and and my dad would be like, "Wake up, your guitar teacher's here." And I'm just like, and I'm just like in my jammies, and I'm like, "What?" It's like 11 in the morning. It's like too early. What are you doing? Have you teach Have you guitar to kids? I can't, cause like I don't know chords. Like how? Would you I mean, like, like for example, if I ask you teach me how to play that ukulele, right? You will say like this is C, this is mm-hmm. G, this is A minor. Like, can you do? Uh, yeah, I, I I think I can do the basics, but. Mm-hmm. With music theory and all that, I can't. Music theory, like Notes, that. nah, I don't know how to. So do. a lot of it is just by touch. Yeah. Like, so what I, I what I, I what I do? I mean, like I said, that's how that's how most like if you really look at it, like my my grandfather plays the guitar very well. Couldn't read. He was illiterate. Yeah. He didn't go to school, so he couldn't read. He, he had the ear. He had the ear. He, he had the ear. He had the feel. He had the, the time. It's like it's like anything. If you spend enough time doing something, True. repetition over mm-hmm. for sure, developing or changing, you're gonna get better. You'd you'd improve. And if you really like something, you're gonna you find a way. Yeah, you'll find a way. Now, uh, where does the name Mega Trees come from? Like, where does the word trees come from? My full name, wow. My full name is Megan Catrice Montessa. Mm-hmm. So we got the trees from the Catrice. We were actually. Um, 
Okay, so like, like let's go back. Let's go back ah, okay. to um, I'm sorry. um, me having my guitar at um age of eleven, and mm-hmm. then I think after I would I would play in in school before like the because I I'm in a, I was in a private school like a oh. Catholic school oh. like with all the okay. nuns and so wait, your nuns were like the teachers and shit like that. Not, not really. They were the like the principal. Well, oh, well, sometimes, like, sometimes there were the teachers. There would be like the administrative and disciplinary staff. Oh, and Jesus. and they and they'd let me play. They let me play during like certain occasions and all that. Like school festivals. Mm-hmm. I got like, to do that, and then after that, I think I remember um, my my yaya. Mm. Like he, she was our yaya since like we were like so little. Baby, yeah. I think I went to Manila when I was a kid. Like. To, to vacation or something and then my, my de- mom just called like hey your guitar is broken and I'm like what what happened it's like your yaya sat on it and I'm like oh. <laughs> and I was like probably like it was super heartbreaking after that I didn't play guitar for a well, while did you come back like salty to your to your yaya or like you were like no not really not really I wasn't like salty I forgot about it I was like an angel I was a kid like I forgot about it after but then what happened was like I, I got so like bummed I think that I didn't play guitar for years after that years? for real? yeah I started going back playing guitar when I was in college now also so as soon as that guitar break it kind of just like my heart broke so I was like okay Maybe I'm not. I'm not gonna play guitar for a while. You take okay. like a sign, like the sign from like yeah. the from, like, And then, the and then my but but my brother had a guitar pa. Also, he his was perfectly fine. Yeah, but he he doesn't want to let anyone yeah. borrow it. Like he was so stingy about it. Like, no, I'm gonna play guitar every single day because my brother's like that. He'll play for hours. That's why, like he he's the one who improved so much. Because he had more time. Yeah, mm. and he didn't stop. Me, I stopped. So I was like. It's gotta, okay. It's catch-up. not for me. Blah blah blah. I was being a drama queen. Uh, I was like, well, no. it's not for me. I, I'm, I'm just not gonna play guitar." And then my my best friend Liz got a uke. So I was like, "This is an interesting instrument. Mm-hmm. What is this?" So I started Small playing. Version. I started playing, and then I started liking it. Mm-hmm. And for my birthday, I was like, "Mom, please, like, buy me a uke." And then he, and then she bought me a uke. And then after that. I went. I think I went back to playing guitar now when I started making trees, which was third year of college. Third year of college. Oof. So that was. So you were already seventeen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen, nineteen, nineteen. Nineteen. Uh-huh. So it was like it was like a seven year period in between. Because in between. I joined. I started making trees because before pa, I joined. You know the bell tower? Yeah. People, they have this bell tower audition every single year before. Mm. And I was like, hmm, I don't really know how to write the song. Back then, mm. I didn't know how to write the song. I didn't know anything. But then I was like, hmm, let me just write the song for this. For the audition. For the audition. I just want to give it a try. Because I still love music. Yeah. And, I, I, and I still have it in my heart. And then, so I did. I wrote songs. Then I didn't get in. Mm. For, and Chelsea, I was with Chelsea too oh, at that time yeah. like we were like inseparable contenders or something oh contenders what's what's the I'm sorry what's the term I don't know what the term Rivals. Ra- yeah. No, I, I, well, yeah I guess you can say 
<laughs> not rivals, um, but God, you can't say arts. Aud- Auditionees or something. We were auditionees mm. uh, at the bell tower thingy, and um, Chelsea got in, and for some reason I didn't. So I was like, mm, it's okay. Maybe my music is just not for. Maybe my, like I just started writing a song at, at the time, so maybe yeah. I was like, hmm, maybe maybe my songs are like shitty still, uh-huh. but it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. And then I just back in 2015, mm. I met this guy because he was touring. Um, he, he was having a, like a Philippine tour, mm. and he dropped. And he visited Dumaguete. He's the dragonfly. You know Orange and Lemons. I've heard, but I've never. Okay, the vocalist of Orange and Lemons. He has like this solo project called the Dragonfly Collector, and they visited here in Duma. Mm. And it was such great timing that I was in Hayahay alone doing my paperwork, having a beer. I was like, hmm, who's this Dragonfly Collector guy? Does he collect dragonfly? Because I was taking biology. Because I was yeah. like, does he collect dragonflies? Like I, w- I want to watch this. Yeah. But it turns out he's a musician and all that. And anyway, fast forward. I talked to him, and apparently he has a label, Lily Stars Records, and he was like, and I, I talked to him about auditioning at this really prestigious um, organization in Duma and all that. It's like, oh, let me, let me hear your songs. Yeah, what you got? Yeah, so like, okay, I'm gonna send it, and after I sent it, he was like, "This is the only line he 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 told me." He's like, "Keep on writing," and I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to read. Like you don't know where to go. Yeah, but like that, you don't know where to go. It's like keep on writing to improve, or keep on writing because you're amazing. Because like you 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 get it. Yeah, your brain is like, okay, is that a compliment or is that an insult? Yeah. So what did the end up being? Like so, so what happened was like before, before, before I sent my songs, we were we were talking, and then he was like, "Hey, why don't you sing tomorrow? Because tomorrow's my last day. Why don't you sing for for my set?" And I'm like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" It's like just okay, just learn the song, and then sing it tomorrow. And I'm like, "Okay." I I was like that. I was like super enthusiastic about it, and then I think I learned the song to. Like for 24 hours long, and then mm. I sang it to him, and then after that he was like, "Hmm, probably see potential or whatever." Right. And then he was like, "Send me your songs," and then I sent my songs, and then that was his response. Mm. And then after that, I sent my first song, Haven, mm. my first ever single. I sent it to him, and then he was like, "Oh, who sang this?" I'm like, like this me? guy this guy is tripping in my head it's like who sang this and I'm like me and then he was like no you didn't you didn't write this because <laughs> no, like I it was it was it. it was super different from the song that I what was the first song the original, you said, you said the, the I'll let you listen to later I think it's on my email how about you sing it later or not I we, we, we don't we, we don't have time we don't, we don't have to put you on the spot no you don't have to do that but I'll, I'll let you hear later um It was super different from the song that I first wrote from the from Haven, mm-hmm. and after that he was like, "Really, you you wrote that? Okay, let's make that as your first single." Oh, and then shit. I didn't even know like that was like a cue to, okay, I'll sign you in the label. I didn't know. It's like, okay, let's make it a first single. 
Oh, sure. so you didn't really, you didn't understand the, the no, jargon. I didn't. You didn't get no. the jargon. The industry jargon. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't and understand that. What, I mean, you know, this, this is the first time I've been here in the process. What were some of those, like, uh, you know, in the beginning, you know, you, or I, I don't know if you, you realized the style or realized what it was that you were doing in terms of like the tone or mm -hmm. you know the message in your music what do you think was the drastic change between the first to the to the last to the la no well not the last as to the current recent. one no not to the most current but i'm talking about to the time where it actually became something that could be a trajectory into like an artistry a musician artistry it's so weird because I've only written two songs on my uke before mm. the third song, Haven. Mm. So, like, after the two songs on my uke, it was already, like, Haven. It was super fast. So, like, I don't know if there's, like, a... Like, did you, re did you realize, that, okay, well, this is not working, this tone is not working, this this kind of like message, this this atmosphere that I'm, that, that I'm making my music around, it's not working. I need to like drastically change. I need to do something different. I need to use different language. I need to use different tones. I need to use a different methodology of putting together my lyrics. I don't think I think too much about you when when I write. Yeah, That's when I it, when I write, mm -hmm. I don't think too much about it. I just write it down. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like whatever pops out of my head, I just write, 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 and after that, I just make sense of everything. But you kind of like organize it you write like you write your songs based on like personal experiences or just like a mood that you have in the moment i think it's a family i think it's a compilation of emotions my songs like from haven to to tangerine skies to uh five more years it's basically a compilation of all like people's feelings how i feel about them what happened it's like a condensed TikTok Ex of everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there's only I think there's only one song that was completely about someone oh okay. and so it's coming like, it's coming out on October 21st ooh nice so it's what it's, it's 21 days from now it's about to be October 21 days I swear fuck when, when she dropped five, when, when she started dropping the media the, the media stuff for five more years yeah and I was thinking I was like so you're getting your masters? Like that was the first thing that popped uh, in my head. Like when I forgot who came to Chia with mm -hmm. the stickers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, five more years, I'm like, damn, she's about to get her masters. Like, holy shit. She's, she's getting to, at she's it. She's about to get her masters now. She's about to be popping. Because yeah. my the first time I met Megan was El Amigo. And it was like a random, just everybody get together mm -hmm. and just kind of just like fuck around, hit the mic. And then I, re I remember I was like, I was like, damn, this, this shit could fucking sing. I was like, holy shit, where are these fucking... Because around that time, I had never been exposed to the music scene here in Dominguez. So I only knew the bands that were playing um, on reggae night, because that was the only times I would go out. Yeah. Like, especially the I.I. was only during, during reggae, reggae night. And, and obviously, Wilfredo was the only thing that I fucking listened to religiously. That, like, Wilfredo was the only set I would... Listen from beginning to end. Like, that, they're the only band that I was listening to. Uh -huh. So I never went on Mondays, Tuesdays, right. Fridays, and Saturdays. Like, I never, and like, you know, even, even the homies when we were playing in bands, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't.
wouldn't go because those weren't my type of musics. And then when I would go to El Amigo, it would always be this open mic thing. And then it would just be mm-hmm. like, like, man, these people just putting this music together. This shit is like transcendent. This shit is crazy. And then I always assumed that that was your major. Oh, That was my okay. assumption. My assumption was just all music. My gear is biology, though. Come on now. So I was like, I didn't Bio know. peeps. I had no idea. So I would always assume, I was like, oh, this has been a... Ten like year, project. ten year in the making project. Right. But it has to be pretty spontaneous if we if we, if we well, see how it know, is. I you know like uh, I forgot who said it. I think I think uh, um, one of the Beatles. I forgot the name. Not, uh, not McCartney. Uh, John Lennon. John Lennon. He said something about um, it's a it's something about a music bug. Now I, I'm, obviously I'm not going to try to say it how how he said it, but the, the general idea is that it's like an itch. And scratching the itch doesn't satisfy it. It just keeps it going. Okay. It just keeps the itch constantly growing until one mm-hmm. day the itch is gone. And it's sort of like this whole thing where, you know, musicians don't really retire. They just stop when there's no more Time music out. in them. Time out. There's a, like there's an idea. I forgot who said it too. He said uh, musicians don't retire. They just stop when there's no more music in them. And that's the that that's the general concept is that when in my eyes when a musician is in the zone and they're producing content they're producing music they're putting their feelings on paper they're they're getting their ideas out there they're trying to relay a message they're trying to embrace something deeper and then try to communicate it to the general public who's trying to listen you know a lot of it is just itch it's this craving this this inner voice or this 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 inner you know uh, Geppetto that just doesn't doesn't want to stop that just wants to continue going and doesn't want to just wants to see alright where is this going to go next oh shit where can we take this now for sure and it's kind of like it's 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 amazing to see because you know from what you just told us it it seems as if this was something that meant to happen no I don't want to say meant to happen because I feel like we control our fates it's not really like it just spontaneously happens everything happens at a moment when you're prepared or when you're ready for it so I guess I mean well I guess my my general question is trying to understand really where where is this deeper itch like what's 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 scratching? What's scratching at you? I didn't see that coming from. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not hearing that well. Um, let's listen, listen, listen. We we talk about a lot of derogatory stuff <laughs> on, this, on this podcast. Switch. <laughs> now, when I say itch, I mean what is that thing that's clawing at you? Where it's like, I want to keep making music. I want to. Yeah. I want to continue. You know, I mean, nobody. Uh, I don't even know so why. Like, what is the thing that that gave you the passion to keep going in music? What's much. that? Well, motivation. Well, I think what? I think a little bit more than passion. What keeps that dedication? What keeps mm-hmm. that drive? I don't know. I, I think it's my answer is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It's because I want it. Mm-hmm. I want to be a musician and yeah. I want to make music. I mean, what's the alternative? Being a biologist. True. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I love biology. I love biology, and it's a pretty interesting subject. Mm. And I, I would want to work as a biologist. Mm. 
too. But then, I, I honestly know, like I think if you if you just know your deepest whys mm-hmm. in life, then you know where you go mm-hmm. in life. So for me, my deepest why is like to make music. Like that's just is all I want in mm-hmm. life, and I think I've probably like seen it since like back when I was a kid mm-hmm. playing all these instruments. That first, that first guitar tune, man. Yeah, because like it doesn't make sense. I went to biology. I went to Silliman to school mm-hmm. for biology, and that at the end of the day, I still go back to music. Like mm-hmm. that also mind boggled me. I was like, hmm. And then I realized it's like, this is really yeah, all this I, is really what I, it's what I want. It's something just like always like follow you. You think about it. Yeah. Like, for me, it was similar with swimming though. I gave up to swimming in high school, mm. like as a elite or whatever you can competitive swimmer. Mm. And then wherever I go in life, swimming it will always be involved in my life. Yeah. Very true. So I know I know where you're coming from, and then it's pretty chill. But now you were talking about like how how you met Megan. Mm. I met Megan last year. Yeah. But I knew about Megan three, for you like knew about Megan four years already. Cause uh-huh. a friend of a, a common friend that uh, we have, she had a cap of Megan trees, and I stole it. Oh, you stole I it! Stole you stole. Like, Where is it now? No, I gave it back. I gave it back. Oh. As a matter of fact, as Why'd a matter you of give fact, it back? I didn't steal it. I borrow it for a really long period. Wait, who's your friend? Uh, Nina. I took it from her. Oh yeah, I, I know about the cap. I took it from her in 2016, and I was just fucking around with the cap. I, I didn't know what Megan Trees was, probably like an artist or mm. a, a painter. Oh no, I was just vibing with the cap, which was pretty sick. And then <laughs> when I meet her, of course in Hayahai, and I was like, she was like, oh, I'm Megan, and I was like, Megan. And then somebody said, oh yeah, she's, she's a singer. I was like, oh cool, what's her name? Megan Trees. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I remember me. Borrowing a cab without permission, that it's say Megan Trees. Oh yeah, and I didn't want in that, that was our so conversation. She doesn't have it no more, and that's what yeah. we, the first I think we talked. Yeah, I think that was the first time that we talked. That's true. I remember now. Yeah, that's a funny thing about uh, the Duma life. If you think about it, like there will be a way that you know somebody. However, you will not know the person per se. Mm-hmm. Like for example, somebody might know who we are. But not because, oh, Nate or Guillermo or Leila or Megan is like, oh, I think I hear them in, in Hayahai talks. Mm-hmm. Or like, let's say, uh, the Chia people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That like, something will be like a correlation mm-hmm. with yeah. you and the uh, people surround you. There's a glue that ties us all. Yeah. And Duma's pretty small. It's a Duma's True. small town, man. Duma's a small town. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad for Duma. I'm really glad that I came to Duma because shit, the shit I was doing in New York. Man, honestly, I would either be arrested right now or probably have a very, 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 very addictive pattern. I, 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 I think that it would probably be, I don't know, man, I'd probably do a lot. To be honest, I'd probably do a lot of cocaine. Probably. A lot of cocaine. It would be, it'd be really bad. Oh, the city life. The city life, we have so many options. Well, it's not even just that, you know. Um, I left here in 2012 and I went back home to New York and I just tried to engulf myself in the lifestyle thinking that this is what I wanted money and you know social Babes. life and you know Babes. nice clothes Babes. and 
You still miss it though. Nice. Occasionally. <laughs> the last time I went, the last time I was home was in 2015. Like I came back in 2015 and I never looked back. Yeah. I never wanted to look back because, at, you know, at the end of the day, what's waiting for me in New York? A whole bunch of stuff that I probably don't want. Yeah. And a bunch of people telling me the things that I need. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why so you to want to be that? here then? I love being here. Because... That's your only, why. Yeah. That's my biggest why. You know, my bi- more more over anything else, my biggest why is just a peaceful state of mind. Mm-hmm. And my state of mind True. was not good in New York. I was, you know, I just didn't... I just didn't like... After a while, I just did not like what was going on. I hated... I hated, every, I hated everybody... Yeah. I hated everything I see. I hated the fact that I couldn't see the water. I hated the fact that I couldn't see any green. All I saw was cement and steel. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I hated fucking taking the subway to work. I hated taking the train. I hated the people. It was just something that it just didn't... It wasn't for you, love. It didn't feel, it didn't feel right. Or you feel like your period in New York or... In the state, you know, yeah, in New York was like done. You know, like you feel like it was it was about that time to move to a new chapter in a new environment. Well, not a new environment because you were familiar right with Dumaguete, but it was a time that you have to get into a new spot. You know, like you know, I think I'm done with my chapter in New York. It's about that time to go to a new stage, a new, a new chapter. I think a little bit like that. Oh, that that was a tough move right there. That was a tough one. That was a sharp. That was a sharp elbow right there. No, I think I think it's like um, I guess it's like. I guess the best way I can explain it, it's like, it's like old jeans. You mm-hmm. know, you, when you see those old pair of jeans, they still fit, but not like it used to. Like, yeah, it, it's still, it's, you can still, like, you know, you can still latch it on, you can still zip it on, but it doesn't feel the same like the first time you put them on. And yeah, they have a bunch of memories, they probably got a lot of scars, scratches, and they're tattered, and you could probably identify every story but it's something you don't want to wear anymore it's not just style anymore. yeah and i think that's that's the best way i can summarize it you think you like outgrew living in new york i don't want to say outgrew because then that 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 it makes it seem as if i'm i've uh i've you know i found somewhere else to stick my roots Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, no matter you know, no matter how far I go anywhere on this planet, I'm always going to be that random ass New York kid who still like drops his R's and says those weird ass vowels in a weird ass way, and you know, order sandwiches from the corner bodega and still got those friends in low places. So yeah, I mean. You know, you you can always take the you can always take the boy out the city, but you can't take the city out of the boy. This is one of those things. But now that I think about it, Dumaguete is my home. I've never felt at peace like I do here. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like I'm connected to the earth like I am here. Honestly, same. I think I think it's mostly because of the people too. Yeah, here. I've never felt so connected to people. Because I've I've lived in 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 Manila too. Like it, it wasn't that long, but mm. probably like two three years. It wasn't the same. 
the connection that you have for the, from for the pe- from the people here in uh, Dumaguete was so different from the people in Manila. There was kind of like like competition or something. There's always just like yeah. this Is race. That the city? There's um, always this race or something. Like like everyone should I get feel. to the top first. I guess in a way, or there's this um. What do you call that? Like it's not racism because it's like Filipino to Filipino. Social, uh, it's a social difference. Just social difference. Yeah. Social social race. Like people want to jump to the next social status social or they want a uh, social climate. It could be the word. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that to some degree people were elitist? In yeah. Manila? Even in the communities like. You know the, the the music community out there. Um, not really, mm. but like in general, lah. Uh, oh, like just general people. Yeah. Yeah, because mm. like I've noticed, like if you're, if you're um a, a Bisaya there, mm. it's always a different, like. Vibe. What do you call that? Treatment. Huh. It's, it's kind of like a different yeah, treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. I don't think you'll feel it because mm. you don't look. Yeah, no, Filipino? it's because, yeah, this, once they see all this, yes. I'm already in another, yeah. I'm treated you, another You have way. that privilege. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got it. You got me? Yeah, you yeah, too, yeah. you have that. Because it's, it's the foreign privilege. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's a foreign card dropping, or something. You start dropping the English. You know what, uh, start, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what they have realized in the Philippines? There's like this uh, pyramid or pyramid, I don't know, it's a proper uh, pronunciation, but it always go from Mindanao, will be, I guess, in the lowest part. Because mm. I think people see me not as a dangerous, you know. Right, right. I feel you, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Visayas in the second, then the in the third, uh, in the third Luzon area, in the fourth. So that, like, if you go from from zero to to highest, mm. so you now Visayas, Luzon area, then you get to Manila people, like Manila City. Uh-huh, Manila City people, and then from Manila City, you get to. Philams or like Filipinos born and raised yes. abroad, yes. and then on the top will be foreigners. I'm not saying me, but I'm saying is that way how I have, I have perceived my life, like European. Or my, uh, in the you've described it so well, honestly. In the, in the Philippines, in Manila. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you got so much yeah, the hierarchy, and then when you say foreigners, not even skin colors. Is as long as you're a foreigner, I yeah. feel like you get so much privilege or special mm-hmm. treatment. In a in a way, which always rubbed me the wrong way. That's that that's something that really rubbed me the wrong way. The whole, because you know I've, I'm you know I, I yeah I, I tell you I tell I say this all the time. I'm I'm a big believer in equality down every board. You know we we all should be afforded the exact amount of equality that you know if you're gonna treat me a certain way, you gotta treat the other people the same way. You know if you're gonna if you're gonna allow me to do something, you gotta allow the other person to do something. Like it's that's how I feel. Yeah, like, you know, I've, I've always, I, th- I think a lot of it comes from my upbringing because when I was, when I was in the States and I was coming up, you know, I always had to work hard to be in, you know, the cool kids, position. like the cool kids, so I, like I had mm-hmm. to, I had to work my ass off, you know, and it was always it, like, it always sucked because in, in my group of friends, when we always played games like tag, I was always the motherfucker that had to chase everybody. Yeah. You know? Like I was always that guy that had to work a little bit harder when mm-hmm. I joined sports. I had to work a little bit harder. Yeah. My, you know, my siblings were always just naturally gifted yeah. at athletics. I had to work harder. 
you know, like when, especially even in academics, you know, like I just always felt like some people just had it so easy and I had to work harder. I had to read longer. I had to, I always had to do things a little bit more. So I always felt like, damn, I was always been alienated my entire life. I've never had an equal share at something. So when I see things or when I feel things that are like unequal, it makes me feel bad. Like multiple opportunity multiple times has happened you remember that time when we went to tiki and they wouldn't let the other people in i was like yo f- i don't want to go in oh yeah like, yeah yo, but if- you, you were allowed to go in yeah i was allowed to go in but i did not want to go in i made yeah. a fuss about it because yeah. how are you not going to let my homie not come in and you let these people come in right but they don't even fit the it was like a halloween party mm-hmm. and they let these other people in that had no costumes mm-hmm. but all they had to say was yeah you know i'm this i'm that and they just like, like, will they bully you in? And then because this late, this other person right here is not going to bully you in, but she doesn't really fit the requirements. Now she has to pay. It pissed me off. So it, it, it just killed the vibe. You know, it like- killed my entire vibe. It made it. I don't like it. It's the same thing when, whenever we like, uh, whenever if we ever go out some places and um, you know, and it's like, let's say it's like a party vibe. Like everybody's doing the same thing, everybody's in the house, everybody's vibing with each other, everybody's okay. and then you're gonna treat somebody unfairly. You're gonna be like, "Yo, this, well, like, this is the guy that we get to like make fun of. This is the guy we get to like pick on, pick on. Like, no, nah, don't fucking do that shit. Don't do that shit around me because I'm gonna get really irritated. You're gonna, you're gonna make lose me feel some yeah. way. I'm gonna lose my shit. And it's just that. That's just how it is. That's how it's always been with me. But, because I've always felt the level of inequality. But I get it, you know. This it's. But I know, I know where you're coming from because mm-hmm. I think it happens. I won't say everywhere, mm-hmm. but once you are born in the capital, like for example, in my case, I was born in Panama City, mm-hmm. right? And Panama City is pretty much is that is that only city in in Panama, the only metropolitan city, because the other ones are compared like Dumaguete. Don't get me wrong, Dumaguete is a city, but it feels yeah. more like a town. Mm-hmm. You get me. So when you are in, in in Panama, in the Panama City, right? Everything is such a fast pace from point A to point B. You got no time in between to fuck around because time is money, time is gold. Um, if you waste your time in a certain way, you are losing the time to climb to the next, the, the next uh, situation stage, the next or stage, moment, yeah. and that's most likely money. Mm-hmm. Uh, professional positions and that's what I was running away from because mm. that life I didn't want it so when I got to Dumaguete I felt that I fit properly because mm. there was so many people in the same pattern or same lifestyle mm. that I was looking for or not looking for or that I just found mm. and that's why Dumaguete is just so cozy and it just gives you that creativity mm. to start doing things like this because if I was in Panama City I would have never started a podcast because yeah. I didn't have time or oh, no I didn't have time but I will see it as a waste of time mm. but here do you have enough time to sit down and think what is True. this thing that you can do to bring you to the next step without mm. pushing people around you instead unifying people and going together to the next step? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I could have done this thing, but it wouldn't have been fun. So what's the best way to do it? Bring people that I know are passionate about talking, Leila mm. and Nate, and then bring a special guest. Mm-hmm. Now we have you, you know what I'm saying? And then everybody just get to share. And I don't wow. think I will have that vibe in Panama City. It's like a, it's really? like a city jungle. Cause like, it's, a, it's a really fast pace. And you can feel, you can really feel the impact when you 
spend, for example, a month in in Panama and then you come back to the Maguera and say, like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm here. So I'm, I'm truly grateful with life and God for putting me here. Yeah, I think I think something, I think something, there's a disconnect, especially when you get into like those major cities where yeah. you're at the, where the perception is there's a higher level in the hierarchy. I Because I was in, when I first came out here in the Philippines, my parents wanted me to go to Manila because, you know, I got family out there. Mm. And I remember the six months I spent out there, I hated every second of it because, you know, my, you know, my cousins out there, they're, I don't want to say they're elitist, but they have privileges. Yeah, I, it makes sense. Like, and it made me feel weird every time we would go. Like, don't get me wrong. It feels nice to get to be able to go somewhere where you don't have to pay entrance or get to do things that other people can't do. Yeah. But you don't want to be precisely that be, person. I don't want to be surrounded by that. I want to, I always, you know, my, my, my goal has always been to be a ghost. To be like just, just like the mist, just kind of just blending in with every like water, just wherever you put me, I mold into it. Wherever I go, I just camouflage. And, and at the same time, you can vibe with it. Yeah, and I do just you know like that whole Bruce Lee thing. Like when you put water into a teacup, it becomes a teacup. You put it into a the bowl, it becomes a bowl. It's just simple as that, you know. And I hated being looked at like oh look at this guy man he gets to go in there because look he's fucking white like, oh fucking look at this guy man he's a foreigner he gets to do this like no i never wanted to i, I hate it there's a last thing i, I feel like feel yeah it. as a last scene or the last impression i want to give somebody yeah man. i'm more in the philippines a foreigner give the impression that i'm cutting the line even if i'm not doing it or i'm trying to get a special treatment when i'm sweet talking to somebody yeah it's it's yeah. just like I'm just trying, the last thing I want is give you the impression that I'm I'm better than you because I'm not probably we're the same or you're you're better than me. Like I love the you know what makes my heart feel so warm is when someone treats me like a regular Filipino, mm-hmm. like a regular native man. That thing feels amazing. And I think I like we can't blame it mm. to the people of how they they react that way to yeah. you guys because I think it also. Just boils cultural. down to a cultural thing mm. and maybe it's the colonization of the, you know, the Spaniards before and how they were raised and how they were taught mm. to be treat to uh-huh. treat other people mm. you know so I think it, it you can't really blame oh, no, them no, for no, like of course, of course, I, you know. don't get me wrong I have a I have always have this thought in my in my mind about why like sometimes Filipinos are shy if you think about it to foreigners or films or like anybody that comes from abroad. We're not the Philippines. Yeah, the Philippines yeah, are super friendly. However, the Philippines has been colonized for Span- Spain. Mm. The state has a big impact here. Mm. Japan was here for a minute mm. and then multiple other people tried but they couldn't conquer properly. Mm. So, I feel like the, the multiple cultural changes of having new people around has grown in the culture of a Filipino that has made them feel like they just come here and they take everything or they take the best of our country and they just they just go away. Because, I don't know, it's my perspective, mm-hmm. but it, on the bright side, it has built this amazing 
personality in Filipinos that it make you believe that this country is the most hospitable country mm. in the world. What's the personality you like the most? Of, what do you mean? Filipino. The smile. That 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 smiley, funny, friendly, uh, friendly funky. You know. I mean, energy. Like, every yeah. single Filipino have. And that's that's a that's a reason why I came back to the Philippines because it's just dragged me there, and one year wasn't enough for me. And until now, I consider I don't even know if I want to go back to Panama probably for a year or so. But the Philippines you has see seen me grow. The Philippines has seen me grow in my adult chapter or my young adult chapter. That I I don't know how it will be my life in Panama. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't know how I would go back. I don't know why I would go back. I've literally had. The most traumatic moments of my life and the greatest moments of exactly. my life. Exactly. It's the same spring for me. Here in the Philippines. I'll technically do it again. I get it. Interesting. How about for you, though? Get like, out of here. Really? Really? Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Why? I don't know. I just feel like there's. Do you think Dumaguete You have seen enough. Do you think Dumaguete is a trap? In like a way. A trap? In a way, yeah. Mu- musically. In a music okay. perspective, makes sense. That makes sense. Makes sense. And if if I chase my dreams, I feel like I need to go to a place where my my dream will thrive. And not only that, it'll be tested. Like it'll be and, it'll be put to the test. And I feel like it won't be here in the Philippines. Mm. I feel like I think we're too loving here to like you know to push the boundaries of the real creativity, music like, creativity. Like let's say if you were to put out music. Chances are, especially here in Dumaguete, it would get, like, it would get positive reviews. Mm-hmm. The critiques would be so minimal, or it would be super polite. Like they don't want to hurt me. I Whereas, would be, I would be criticized. Like I want someone to tell me, like, I don't really like this mm-hmm. about you or anything. Like I just want to know that side too. That could critically, that yeah, because like break it down. Yeah, because I want to grow mm. as also a, as a musician and all mm. that. But like, don't get me wrong, like. Do you think living you living in the Philippines is like super like it's the best too. I just feel like I don't know why, but this is just me. Ever since, like probably, I was a kid. Like I've always wanted to live someplace else, what and do you, I don't know where. Because like, you feel like you want a new chapter in your life. Like you want to experience something new. Do you think, Maybe because I, I, I mean, the states, and that's how I end think, up here. Do you think that's? Do you think the states would be like? Uh, yeah, but what like, are your top three options? Sorry. That you will wanna, you will wanna I, see your, I wanted in the okay. Position. I wanted to live in LA, but what like listening to podcasts about people who live there and the culture there. Just terrified. Yes. So now I don't know anymore. Or. Um. Plan B somewhere in Europe, the UK. Yeah, somewhere in Europe. Australia. Maybe. Australia too is an option because I heard the. The music scene there is nice and. But Manila. Manila, I've I've all I've already experienced it. Mm. So. Do you think there's more growth to be had for you in Manila? I think so. Mm. I think. Yeah. But do you think you can use Manila as a platform? As a platform or. Like a bungee jump, no bungee, like like a For like sure. a spring yeah, to from Manila to Australia to Manila to LA Manila to. For sure, there's even the this. Moon. There, God knows. The moon. There's even this. Uh, I remember this this music musician that said here in the Philippines, "Now you have to make it in your town first mm. before you can make it anywhere else in the world." Mm. You gotta be a local hero before you're a hero. Yeah, and yeah. that really like 
How do you feel about it? Do you feel like you have done enough in the Magere that it's about the time to move to a, the next stage, the next chapter, I think will be the word? Yeah, I, f I just feel like I've probably learned the things that I have to learn here mm. in Duma, and I want, I'm craving for more. Mm. I'm craving for mm. more learning. The hustle. It's and I'm hustle, craving. Huh? Yeah, that's deep itch. I think that's a, it's that itch. Like, it's I'm just craving itch. to learn more about music, mm. learn about the business, like how to grow my TikTok following, how to grow my <laughs> Facebook page, all those things. Like, I'm super curious about all these things. Shout out to Curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I think I'm just a super curious person. I just want to keep learning mm. and I just want to keep like this. Sponge, man. Sponge I just want to keep discovering like new things. Maybe mm. that's why I don't, like, I can't stay put in mm. one place too. So, well, I think the, the pandemic has given you a great opportunity to kind of just like rethink. Oh, yeah. To put into perspective like a lot of the things. The question is. What's the first thing Megan Tree is going to do once everything is lifted? Ooh. I'm going to try to get the fuck out of here oh or something. But the first step gonna... is going to be we're going to be we're going to be losing an icon. <laughs> I I can live it. But the first step right now is October 21st. Yes. Your new song. My new song is called Take Me Away. Ooh. Just you know, just okay. The there's there's a tribute to this. I wrote the song in Chia. Ooh. Did you did you play that? that I played it at Chia. Dugav? Yeah, you played it. I played it Duga. I played it Duga. I was like, I'm gonna play this song. It's gonna come out at uh, next month. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just a little, little trivia. I wrote this at Chia for 30 minutes. That's how inspired I was to write that song. What, when do you write it? This year? Last year. Uh, last year. Last year, Wait. same. Same, same time. Same month. Time. Oh, same. September. So, yeah, yeah. September. Oh, that's cool, though. September 2019. Same month. Yeah. So what is it about? It's about, like, having adventures with um, someone and just enjoying. Just enjoying like, life. Just enjoying life. Ooh. We gotta wait. I'll, I'll, wait I'll show you. Though. I'll show you the cover art later because mm. I need y'all opinions mm -hmm. about it. But... Yeah, I think the first step I would do. Once the veil of honestly, honestly, that's very impractical. Mm -hmm. The I, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here because like I don't really have a job, so you can't <laughs> you can't do that. But the more practical way is I think I'm gonna release an album finally. Nice. After you can do it the Korean way and just keep releasing singles. <laughs> That I think that's the Korean way, bro. That's the really? Korean way. No, if you notice, honestly, Korean pop stars—that's how they do it. Like they don't do albums, though. They do, but they do it after such a long time of releasing yeah. these singles, and they—they always call it the comeback. Like, where the hell did you go? You didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You'll be here. You'll be in You've been here the entire time. Honestly, I think singles make sense because, yeah. like, you compared to releasing an album. Mm. When you release an album, it's like 10 songs. 10, 12, 15. Well, when you release... 20, 20, 20, yeah. yeah 20, but when you release a single, people will get focused on just one song. Mm. So people can focus on this, brand, certain, yeah. this certain song. Thus, it gets so many views. Mm. Like you get so many streams out of it. Because mm. it's just one song. 
compared to putting out an album, uh, and only like one or people will not focusing like every heat. single song. So yes, it's too the much world going on. Same, the, mm. I think that's. No, now I, mean, I get yeah, it. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's yo. I'm telling you, that's the trend. How like look at look at these Korean pop stars. I, I've been following Blackpink. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people follow Blackpink. I don't know if no fucking idea who are they are. Blackpink. Are they My little sister in your area. Bro, if you if my little sister if you see my Spotify, it's all Spanish music. Ice cream. Yeah, your Latino. I'm Latino vibes. But look at what happens when like look look at um look at Bad Bunny when he released that new album. Yo, hago lo que me da la gana. It was a lot of there's a lot of letters. What eventually happened? A bunch of those tracks didn't get played, but the ones that he released music videos for got a bunch yeah. of play. Yeah, okay. Because somebody wants to be entertained. However, how did all that acclaim come by? Doing a bunch of features, doing a bunch of singles. Then eventually, all of them put together an album. Generally, right, the way the Korean pop stars work is that they always release a song and then they tour the song. And then they sing all their other songs that they previously. That's had. crazy! It's like, yo, have you dude, your their that? marketing is genius. The evolution yo, of music in this mi- yo, music industry. Millions of views. Like, crazy. You ever see a, if you look at Blackpink just to see the Wait, number of first views. of all the first video that broke the one billion views. Sai. on exactly on on YouTube. It was it was Sai with Gangnam Style. So a he billion views. So well would you consider Sai as a, like a door? Like he opened a door for Korean music around the world because I don't know anything think, about Korean music. I think just Sai was the one that put them on the, the international map. map. But mm-hmm. K-pop has been around well way before that. But like for example, let's let, let's let's pull up because uh, Blackpink is one of those one of those like. I mean that music uh, video was like visually pleasing. That Oppa Gangnam Style music video. Yeah, it was so visually pleasing. Like I was I'd, watching I'd watch that like few years ago. It was nice. To, it was nice to and then just tried to do that. The Oppa Gangnam Style. Like the dance, the dance. Yeah. It was genius. How they plot. But why, why would you say that the Korean marketing, the Korean music marketing, hey, is this. brilliant? This this track that they they, they released with Selena Gomez one month wow. ago. Okay. Oh yeah. Two hundred ninety three. Million views. That's a good collab. Let's think of a. Let's think of another one that's been out longer. A popular. Let's pull up Drake. Because everybody kind of La- knows laugh, Drake, now, right? laugh now, cry later. Let's see that laugh video. Laugh now, cry later. How long has that been out? Has it been Baby. out more than a month? Hundred and sixteen million in one month. In one month. Versus two months. No, no, no. Versus a month. Like so. One, 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 six. Try to remember that number. Baby Shark will defeat everything. That's not even fair because that's children. <laughs> Baby Shark. Yo, we get penalized for singing. Or- oh, no, it's our own voice. Is that? It's a cover. But wait, hold Look at up. Two hundred ninety-three million in one month. I thought it was two. Oh my god, two hundred ninety-three million. Their fan base is crazy too. Like it's like everywhere. But I think Koreans overall, like they have like this. Vibe, this energy of like, first of all, they're very, very supporter, and then whatever they do, right now it become a trend. The way how they dress, like males make uh, wearing makeup. I think Korean uh, K-pop uh, superstars were the one who started doing that, and now it's a thing. I don't know. I, I don't follow boy groups. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of boy bands. I don't know anything about K-pop, but there was this thing that the, I saw. The girls, the girls. Well, it was this year. It was this year. I was in Korea, coming to the Philippines in January, coming back from Panama, and I was just chilling in 
in the departure area waiting for me to check in so mm. I could go to the the waiting, you know. The, yeah, the, the, I don't want to say loading area, but yeah. The chill area, chill area, right? And out of nowhere, you see police coming in and I swear to fucking God, these people practice how to walk. Like the way how they, the formation, they were like seven or eight and they were walking like a three and three and two. It was like, like foot, like soccer formation. And then they were just walking with so much swag. The whole airport stopped working. Yeah. Like, uh, checking people, the baggage people, security, and they just made a long line for them to watch them. Cell phones out, taking pictures. I, I have never ever seen that in, the, in, in my life. And in, in the States, one time I saw, uh, what's his name? Justin Timberlake in the you airport. You saw him? Yeah, he was coming. And then he was like, paparazzi and things, of course, but it wasn't as chaotic as a, like a K-pop star. You think the marketing side or perspective of the K-pop genre is like pretty like genius? I think it's phenomenal, but because, at the like, expense of the artist. If you think about it, like the imaging that they have, they're all beautiful. I mean, no, it's not even just that. It's, yeah, I know, but like also, yeah. also the song. Mm. Like how repetitive it is, mm. it gets stuck. It gets stuck in your head easily. Yeah, and it's just the the, the market of like one. A lot of these K-pop artists, they have to, they have to have plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. They have to. It's like a necessity. Hmm. Not to mention, okay, I didn't know that. You're yo, that's like a thing. You you see these double eyelids that we you have. You want to be K-pop? Bro, a lot of these K-pop artists. A lot of them, for the first. Well, oh, they youngsters. Three, like they are like probably younger them, than me. Not, not all of them. Some of them. Well, yeah, most of them. Most of the newer ones, like Blackpink. A lot of them are younger, like nineteen twenty, twenty two, twenty three, yeah. something like that. But a lot of, I mean, the marketing is phenomenal because they're everything is controlled. None of them, you know, a lot of them can't even have phones. None of them can do their own social media. But that's understandable. I think like social media, mm. if you get to a point that you are like insanely famous, mm. you, you shouldn't have it. your own control. First of all, because it's way too much work because you have to be always updating things. And second, there could be, it doesn't matter how responsible and mature you are, there will be one moment of weakness mm. where you're going to post something, something dumb as hell. Well, that's what Americans do. Uh, not even Americans, like Latinos. You could see on Latinos too. Like, yeah, they do, yeah, they do dumb things. And yeah, they're like, hey, how many, get the fuck. Like, how many times has Rihanna been banned on Instagram? A bunch of times. She's been banned a couple of times. I didn't know that. Because yeah. of weed? I think more, I think more over smoking because videos? she would like, she would like show her nip mm. or like she would provocative. Or, now OnlyFans, come on now. She got to up. Now they got OnlyFans, but you know what I mean? Wait, what is OnlyFans? I, I don't know. You know what OnlyFans <clears> is? <throat> no. So basically... It's it's premium. It's premium. Just think of it as premium social media content. That's basically what it is. So you okay. can you have a chance to interact directly with your artist. Mm. You have a, you have a chance to see hidden the content that you won't the see titties, on the booty. A lot of women, what they've been doing to supplement their income is they'll do their nudes or they'll mm. do their stuff on. But there's a lot of musical artists on there too. People pay there. <clears throat> People pay to see premium. It's content. like Patreon. Basically, yeah, it's basically Patreon. Without, well, it has been used in a dirty way. It's now. been used a lot in a dirty way. A lot of OnlyFans. So it has that reputation. Code it has code, a reputation of like, oh, you're on OnlyFans. That means you you, you got titty shots and shit like mm. that. That's that's the idea. That's interesting. Behind. Yeah, OnlyFans. Please no. <laughs> it's not really a, not really fun. Not at all. 
Meg, before we end up this episode, what would be three things you can leave out of this conversation? Like for people that will listen to it and Yeah, we have our we have our three takeaways. Our uh, three takeaways. Wait, what do you mean? Wow, we're ending three things already? That, as a Megan yeah, three want to live we, we We've gone way, way. This is, good. This is time. probably going to be our longest. There's so much this to talk longest. about. There's but... a lot to talk about. So it about. means that even if you go away from the Maguire, you have to come back to record one more episode then because we still have way more things to talk. Yeah. Have, you never, have you seen the Billie Eilish, um, what do you call it? The, I think it's like a Vanity Fair or a GQ uh -huh. thing where they interview her every once a year. And they just ask her the same questions. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and then there's like a comparison. There's a comparison. Mm, there yeah. we go, man. True. So now you have a reason to come back to the podcast. That's true. I Don't just... worry, we, we, we share the three takeaways. Yeah. <laughs> Take one. Wait, wait, wait. So come again? What's the question again? So what would be your takeaway from just everything that we discussed, things that you want, you know, the people that are listening to hear, or, you know, just three general takeaways from everything. I one mean, each. Don't worry about yeah. it. It doesn't have to be three. You yeah. can do one of music, of life, or... Just in general. Yeah. yeah. What's, your, what's your main takeaway from... Everything we discussed today, what what do you want? Our to discussions today are super random. It went everywhere. That's a beautiful idea. Yo, yeah, I don't even know but, how to, how are we gonna how are we gonna title this because pre <laughs> pre sexual assaults music. Oh my demo. goodness! <laughs> it's, wait, we went we wait, went wait, out please. we went like away from. No, but like, if you think about it, we we crazy. went crazy. Like, so we had the intro, we got the pandemic where we talk about you in, in bias, and from bias we jump to situations. Yeah, but there's like a little Questions, small, like music. small parts of that. Like most of the part was like about the priest and genetics big, and yeah, priest genetics. Welcome to high high talks. Whoa. Priest genetics and sexual assault. That is clickbait. If I've never heard it, I think biology started <laughs> with, with all the. Crazy. I mean, just right in the corner, music, 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 with Megan Trees. Oh wait, before uh, wait, I we we gotta remember this. You got you got to plug where where can people find you? Where can they find? Oh yeah, music? oh yeah. What you got coming up? Um, everything's on Megan Trees. So that's M E A G A N and trees like a tree, and you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, TikTok coming soon. TikTok, there's TikTok already. Okay, I have a TikTok already. Shit. Is it still Megan so, Trees? Yeah, and I post a bunch of weird. Stupid stuff there, Listen, but it's coming from you. It's not weird. It has it has to be private for now, cause like I want my TikTok. Um, you want to develop it? Yeah, I want to develop it into just more songs. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, yeah. but like yeah, snippets, um, I also have a website. Music. You can check it out. It's very outdated. I will update it soon if I get a new laptop. laptop? Okay, word, WordPress.com. It's um, www.megantrees.com. Nice and. Um, I think that's basically it. Uh, uh, October 21st. Oh, October 21st. I'll have a song. It's called Take Me Away. And I feel like you guys are going to vibe it. Where can we find it? Spotify, Apple Music, everything else. Like every music platform. SoundCloud? Yeah, SoundCloud too. Never really, never really use SoundCloud. No Me too, it's but a, like... It's, it's no a thing, idea. man. It's a proper vibe. Like you can find the artists that they are not mm -hmm. really like popping. But the music is popping. That's how. That's where I found Alina Alina Baraz. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I found Galimatias on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also uh, Thomas Jack and Kygo. But ages ago. You mm. know, I think my biggest like life lesson this year 
like I thought I thought it's gonna be like all negative and all sad because of the pandemic and and everything else but I I have so many reflections this year and one of them was I forgot to live in the moment Mm. like my life previously I think I've always been a daydreamer and I love daydreaming mm-hmm. and I love imagining things that I want in the future. Mm-hmm. A nice apartment, probably a cat or a dog. Those kind of things. Like, it's there in my head. Like, do you know that um, movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Mm-hmm. That's basically me. Always just daydreaming. Mm-hmm. Having, and those, then, like, having those moments. Yes. And then this pandemic just taught me to like slow down mm-hmm. and just realize that you're, things you're, you're, you're the, your Greenland moment. the things that I want in this life are just right in front of me mm. my family I get to spend time with my family my little sister my mom and my dad and I just realized that these things aren't going to be forever right. one day I'll probably go somewhere else and won't have this the same life anymore that I have mm. right now and I don't know, I just realized, like, wow, I've kind of wasted my life just escaping and escaping and escaping. Because I feel like daydreaming, in a way, don't get me wrong, it's not, like, entirely a bad thing. But I feel like daydreaming is, like, a form of escapism, in mm. a way, too. Mm. Don't you think? It's, like, a distraction, always. Like, you want to be somewhere, someplace else, when the place that you have to be mm. is right now. And in this I moment, see, see like... I've learned to cherish every single moment that I have. Mm. But daydreaming uh, could be also like a way of like setting your goals. You yes, know, it's a no. way of manifesting too. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm saying that it's not entirely so, bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not entirely I get you. bad. Because especially when you're dreaming for things that you want, like you could realistically yeah. attain. Like I I didn't take it out. You can absolutely get it. Like I I still daydream, but like I daydream mindfully now. Yeah. Like I daydream because I want to set a goal and I want to achieve this you in wanna, the future. You want to get something. You're yes. daydreaming about the things you want. Yes. That night instead of just daydreaming because like I, I want I wish like. or like I wish I I'd have this or I wish I experienced this and that. Like things that aren't realistic. Yes. Or outside of the realm of re- of like yeah. actually being like Yeah. Like man, water on Mars. Dude, but it's so funny that, that what you said of like like living in the moment right now. Because mm-hmm. I download this app to keep just like keep me like inspired like motivating me. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't matter how much you try to self motivate yourself, it's never enough. Like you need like that outside or like mm-hmm. that random motivation coming to you and I download this app and it Today, it was sending them a message saying, relax, let every moment be what it's going to be. What's meant to to be, it will just happen. That is so true. Like, I just realized that, like, for the past few years, I've been trying to control the things that I, like, I want. Like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then if I can't do it, I'm going to try to control it. Like, if that won't come to my life, I try to get it. I tried to control it, but this year I learned to like let go of these things, let go of these certain things that I quote unquote want mm. in life. Just let go of everything, because like this pandemic, you can't do anything. Mm. My mom won't let me go to. Work. My mom let me find like a job. Mm. Won't let me go out. Won't let me do anything. So like everything's so restricted. Mm. 
And then I was like, I think I can get a job two years after this pandemic is done. Mm. I can still get my $5 billion dollars if I want to in the now. future. Go you never it. know. Go chase it. Yeah, you can chase that thing. Like it. And then, like just live in the moment, I guess. That's what I learned the most so much about this year, which is so crazy because I, for the past few years, it's been a blur. Wow. Most of it. I think it's because of the escapism and the mm. distraction and the drinking every day. Before, last year, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I was probably... But that's in the package. That that comes in the... You know, when you get a package, you have to get everything. It's a package of the Dumageri life, if you think about it. That's true. But, like, it was very unhealthy. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't thinking straight. Mm. I'd like to believe that I wasn't thinking straight good at it was, all. It was, like... It was, it was, it was, it was a little... Yes, it was cute. Like, I was still being mindful but like mm. not enough mm. you get what i mean you're kind of letting your you're like some inhibition is just kind of just like oh whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and and i know that the drinking part was a form of escapism mm. for me it was a distraction because like drinking doesn't get you to your goals mm. fuck no absolutely not yeah you're right. but it was fun it's a, it's a short it's a short period where you can like short gratification there you go yes mm. there you go So there's a bunch of things that I realized. That's why I've said earlier in the podcast that I don't think I'm the same person mm. as before. Because like right now, like quarantine changed me so much. I don't drink anymore. I don't. Me neither. I don't drink yeah. anymore. Like, I don't really puff anymore. Yes. Yeah, I stopped puffing. My dude. Yeah. yeah and I've created so many habits that mm. I could have never done mm. before because i think being in a standstill makes you focus makes you more aware of of yourself and the people around you mm. i think so and i think i've created so many habits and i've tried to unlearn a lot of things this year so then yeah. then all of the years combined in my life it was that it was that crazy like i've learned to bake I've learned to cook during quarantine. Mm. Like I made myself like super extra busy every single day mm. just to make the most out of it. Mm. And then aside from baking and cooking, I've read books every single day. I tried to do that habit. Mm. Like I have this tracker, you know, Goodreads. They have oh, this good. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about Goodreads. Goodreads yeah, yeah. They have this reading I'm challenge. I'm a reader, dog. I have to do that thing. Me too. I, I'm, I'm such a terrible reader. Like last year, I wouldn't have read one book mm. this is my this is my um go-to i was like i'd read a book and then halfway i'd be like bored with it and then i drop it and then oh, i'll right. read another one mm. but then this year i really challenged myself to like just finish a book even if past I, that get past that honk yes finish a book even even though i don't really vibe it that mm. much and then i can say okay i really don't like this book but i've finished it mm. and what 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 it's about and all that so it's like finish whatever you start yeah so i have this like reading challenge and i think i've read i've checked uh yesterday mm. there's um my target goal is 20 and i've read But 14 20, 20 books and i've read 14 books this year it was that crazy and i was like past Meg could never already past Meg But could never it's a good thing because it's, it's a rebranding not of megan trees it's a rebranding of megan montessa yeah of, of and myself I feel, yeah i feel we all been there 
because I have realized at least how much mm-hmm. how much money I have wasted in true. the Philippines. Very true. I mean, in general, yeah, too. Yeah, but like now that I live on my own, I have wasted so much money on unnecessary things that I feel like it's just like I'm focusing right now in learning how to save money. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not because I'm hunger of buying a crazy house or like buying a car. It's just having that financial security in the future of, you know what? Richard I got I, I got backup thing. Richard Purdad. I've read I've read Richard Purdad this year and I was like Did you read did you read any of the other ones like cash uh cash flow quadrant or Not yet, not yet. But no, I've the only solid, read really solid, yeah, books. So I got all the ebooks. I've only I've only I've answer. only read Richard Purdad and I was like all those money, all those all little like money. even like 100 pesos. Like if I didn't use that, I'd probably have a, a million right now like <laughs> No, literally, no, it's yeah, crazy. dude. My like, wall, I didn't my dr- screen wallpaper is save your money. Mm. Like if if you didn't use that money to drink in AI, you'd probably have enough money saved to buy something. No, I made a math. Nice. I, I made a math of how much money I have wasted, and the, and this is not counting me uh, my, the medical bills of my dog. It's just like on unnecessary things. I have wasted on the <clears> last. Three years of for twenty nineteen to twenty to, to for twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen over eight thousand dollars. I have waste. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Robert Kiyosaki would say that your dog is a huge liability. That's true. It's not an asset. You need to read the book. You need to read the book. Everything you know, a lot of lie. things are a liability. Because it's not putting money in your pocket, it's taking yeah. money. But it's putting happiness in my heart. It's putting happiness in your heart, but happiness in your heart is not gonna pay the bills. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna make my puppy give me money. I just need to open an Instagram account. You know what I'm saying, no? And then just make her do couple of things left and right. And when I, I'm a you gonna make Kana what famous? Who's the motherfucker? You're gonna, the motherfucker, you're gonna who monetize Kana? Motherfucker? Yeah. Who is that? Who is that? Mama Kiyosaki? Yeah. I'm gonna get a hand. I'm gonna get a hand. My puppy gonna make me money. Well, I'm losing money out of right now, boy. It's an investment. It's an investment. Assets, assets, liabilities, bro. It's there an investment. No, but I, I love it. It's a. It's a I, cool. You know, sometimes cool. there, cool, cool, you cool, know, cool. I lost. <laughs> there are there are some things that you know cannot be measured, and happiness, state of mind, peace, tranquility. True. Those things cannot be measured. You can't measure those things. You can't you can't put a dollar amount on those That's things. True. You know, you know. Also, one thing that I've also learned this year is not like I've learned it last year, late last year, it didn't, but, but like. It didn't like Yes. It didn't, it didn't like hit. Today, I oh, like this year. It like hit me. Was to not take things personally. Yeah. With with everything mm. in this life, like when people talk shit about you or when people project things to you, mm. like just don't take it personally. Because like if you take it personally, then you're gonna get mad. It's gonna ruin your day. It's it gonna affect. Yeah. Throws you all off. Do you know one it's thing? I have been like working on on this current thing is understanding to spend me time and then I don't have to be involved in a relationship and I've been working yes. on I've been working on since last year's but then you know I get to meet people along the way I get to meet girls along the way and I get into it but this year I have said no to so many situations that it, it's more like you know what Guillermo you are done with the stage it's about mm-hmm. that stage to focus on yourself, focus on your projects. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much time you're gonna spend there. It's not a waste of time. 
but you have to get to set your priorities mm. in order to just get there. So that's one thing I it's like it's not loving myself. I love myself, mm. but it's more like understanding how to be with yourself without having to involve any uh, relationships. Uh huh. That's one thing that like I I didn't understood for so many years that this year most of the time in quarantine I'm understanding the most. Very true. Very very true. So. I mean, it's, yeah, do you see how many takeaways we have here? We One of three. Of, you see? Nah, but when I, whenever, I, when uh, when I was hearing Megan, you know, describe her takeaways, it reminds me of the thing that I have on the on the mirror: live with intention. Yeah. Okay. That's Come what on we have now. To do. Live with intention. That this is, is actually don't be a cool. bitch. Don't be a bitch. That's Come that's, on that's now. one of my big ones. Don't be a bitch. Mind your own business. Uh, um, you never know if you don't try. Yeah. You don't, you don't fail. fail. You I, I, I love that one. You yeah. don't fail, you learn. My parents this one's, this one, me so many that times. That one is uh, actually from an excerpt. So I went to the woods because I wanted to live deliberately. And not, when I came to die, discover that I did not live. That's a, it's from an excerpt from a book. And it's it resonated really well for me. It's actually from, uh, I actually heard it originally from the Dead Poet Society. Mm. Great great movie if you haven't watched it. Now we speak about these things. So this is like the book that I, oh, the I, ga- I, I gave to Meg. Oh, yeah. cool. That last was year. the first time I read it. I swear that's how, that's how I always pronounce yeah. the last name. Culo. Culo. <laughs> how culo do you is, pronounce it? Culo is butt in, in Spanish. In Spanish. Coelho. Coelho. Yeah. Okay. No, but this is the first book I ever finished in my life. And, you know, the it's message the message of, of The Alchemist is pretty easy, at least in my perspective. Yeah. So many nice messages. Doesn't matter, like, 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 doesn't matter how much you want something, the whole world is going to help you mm. or it's going to hook you thing. up to get to that thing. Oh, and I true. think for some people, and then I remember when my parents told me that I was being a little bit selfish because I was definitely being a little bit selfish. And I say, coronavirus has probably been one of the best thing that it happened to the humanity. Mm-hmm. Now my parents said, well, hold on now, wait a minute. People are dying. I was like, yes, I understand that. How, however, that's my, that's my, my favorite word, however, you have so much time to spend with your family. Mm-hmm. You have so much time to do things that you weren't thinking to do. You have so much time to rebuild your brand. I want to see your brand to rebuild yourself. Honestly, like that's exact, the exact same thing that my dad. It's a told recent me. button. It's a recent button, and it's just the words how it came out of my mouth in Spanish. It sounded. It sounded tricky, yeah, and I have to explain myself properly. Yeah, you have the same points as my dad because my dad also had the same um, points as what Guillermo is talking about right mm. now because my dad was like you know Meg this is the best thing that happened mm. in my life this pandemic like and I was like dad that's kind of selfish because mm. like again people are dying and people are hungry people are starving mm. but he was like yeah but if you look at it in a bright side this is the most like time that I've spent with my family mm. like you guys here in just one room this is like it. This is what I want in life. Like, and then he was like, one day, Meg, you're not gonna be here. One day, you'll probably be, be in California living mm-hmm. your life. Your brother's probably be gonna be gonna be somewhere. Your sister too. This isn't gonna be forever. You're building like, memories. Like this is this is temper, and I love this so much, Meg. This is something that people, a lot of people, don't see and don't realize. Value. And don't value the time that you have for your family, your friends. You know how many people have died this year because of Corona or because of 
accidents America, and all that. Even even the people that we yeah. know personally, yeah. like you think they'd be there for quite some time, pa. But Professor then Kubalius, life is short. He just, he just recently died. Oh, Who? Professor Kubalius. Yeah, he ah, just recently died, died. and you Sorry, never you never also, really know. You never know. So, but, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Nario. And then I didn't get to interact too much with him. Well, motherfucker was fun as shit. Who? Uh, sorry, Nario. The first time, oh, yeah. the first time he, he he approached me, it was to because the people from Cinema, if you know who he is, he's a coach of uh, a basketball for Cass. Oh. And he saw me in the in the class. He's like, "What's your course? No, what's your name?" McPherson. He went, "You're from Cass. Do you play basketball?" And I was like, "Hold on, now. Wait a minute. It's because I'm black." <laughs> so I was just fucking around with him, and then he just frisked. He said, "No, no, no, no. no. I'm I'm just playing with you, but no, I suck at basketball." He said, "No, I'm pretty sure you're good because you know." Compared to a Filipino, I'm a little bit tall. Yeah. yeah. And then he saw me playing, and then he said, "Yeah, buddy, you, you play for the team. You play football, right? You play soccer." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, go there, baby. You Latino. You don't play basketball." <laughs> I was like, All right, "Cool," but that was the interaction I had with him. <laughs> play basketball. That was that was the interaction we had. And then every time I would be in his class, we'll be kicking it, laughing, and I didn't have the most. Like I could be like, "Oh, he taught me so much in life." But the few things I had with him was a was a proper. Funny, positive interaction. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think that's gonna be my biggest takeaway mm-hmm. of this whole thing. It's just value, value your family, value Facts. your time, value the people that you know you want to spend the most time. Sorry, with. value your time and value people's time. No, don't I mean, waste all, don't waste the time. Just value. People. Yeah, you know, value in general. This, just value in general because if you think about it, you know, because of this pandemic, because of everything. We value things a lot more now. We value the relationships we have with the True. people that we love. Mm-hmm. We value the time with our family. We value, you know, the, the these little moments that we get to have together, even if it's just a moment, just to share, you know, ideas, share each other's space, our headspace, share, True. just share these little things. Because at the end of the day, Megan's right, man. When all this is lifted, we may not see her for five, six years until she decides to come back to do Maggetti because life in the big city is a little too chaotic and maybe need some time to get some fresh air and see some With that five million in the count, come on yeah. now. Listen, listen. Come no, on no, now. Five billion. Uh, bill- whoa, we're, whoa, whoa, we're dreaming whoa, big. We're dreaming whoa. big. Come on listen, now. When you but not pesos. Dollars. Dollars, yeah. Dollars. Matter of fact, pounds. We're going to manifest that shit. We're going to claim that shit. Yeah, we're gonna- man. You gotta, That's gonna happen. You got you gotta, you gotta, you you know, to envision the greatness you see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm scared of right now? That we start to savage in the beginning of the podcast. That I don't know if people will be able to listen our deep side of, yeah. of the podcast. Cause we you start savage. savage. Honestly, savage. I think you can make this into two episodes. You never know. Never know. This yeah. is gonna be. This is technically it's the our, our new record. This is a, this is technically two hours. Episode. And I feel like we still haven't covered. Everything. everything even music stuff that's like, the beauty that was like, that's the beauty of a portion of it I'm saying, that's tiny I portion you come with a topic you want to talk about but you end up talking something way fucking different I'm gonna yeah. to listen we, like our last our last episode, episode the whole episode was supposed to be about cultural, cultural appropriation yeah and eventually <laughs> we are talking about woke fishing woke booties fishing booties and uh nothing but cult- nothing related with culture nothing re- well, at the end we kind of we were like oh we gotta touch it. it we gotta touch yeah. injustices here and there but we did not touch anything on cultural appropriation anyway so <laughs> Meg really appreciate your time coming all the way from Vice yeah 
Thanks. Thanks for having for me. Here. We hope. Please don't go check no, we hope we can't find. We it. know you're gonna kick it on October twenty one. We're gonna post it on our Instagram mm-hmm. everywhere. Take me away. Yeah. Not too well, far away. Yeah. Ooh, come Not on too now. Far away. Can you edit that part real quick in the <laughs> song? Can you re- record it again? <laughs> I'll let you listen to the song yeah, after no, this. Just not too far. These guys will have a sneak peek of the songs. So if you guys need that, you're going to have to join the OnlyFans for high high. <laughs> That's but it. Please subscribe. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe. Follow share, us on Instagram like. at that Talks. And have a wonderful evening, morning, or afternoon. Depends where you are. Don't forget to comment. Bye, guys. Peace.